same feeling. I want to, you know, I want to feel that maverick, that mystic in me, that misfit in me when I'm watching Top Gun. You know, I just want to feel it like, okay, I'm there. I'm in it. Well, and that takes right? the eyes and the ears and the heart to say God's message. Sure. This is God calling for expression through us, through whatever portal it is. You've got to cultivate the eyes and the ears and the heart. That's a taste of Mavericks, Mystics, and Misfits. This week's episode of Going Rogue, a podcast that unleashes the unthinkable in culture, religion, business, and everyday life. We might even sneak in some politics just to keep things interesting. So, it's time to strap in and let's see how far you are willing to let Mac and the team stretch you to your edge of thinking differently. All right, welcome to Going Rogue, the podcast where we unleash the unthinkable to hopefully help us do it just a little bit better. And we're going to the inside edge. Let's see what's going on today. Got the Rev? Hey, Rev. I'm ready to do it better. Whatever it it may be, I'm ready to do it better. (laughs) All right, Coach Stu. Hey, how you doing? What do you say, brother? Man, so you know what? I've been so excited about us doing this episode. And the reason for that is the topic. You know, it's it's about mavericks, mystics, and misfits. And I and we got to give a little background here why why I'm so excited about it. Several months ago, um, I was working on a particular project separate from from all of this, and the Rev gave a talk on one Sunday morning, and his topics were, and that's what it's going to be exciting to get his perspective. Mavericks, mystics, and misfits, exactly our topic today. But here's the cool thing. Before that, two months even before he gave that, and I had, of course, no idea, I had already been working on a project that basically had the same archetypes working in it. And I can remember how excited I was. Remember that? Where I came up to you afterwards <laughs> and said, look, look, look what I'm doing, man. This is incredible. I wasn't sure if you were accusing me of plagiarism <laughs> or just acknowledging that there's something that wants to be born between us, brother. Well, you know, that's kind of what gave me the impetus here to think we're doing something. This is, we're on the same page. And of course, Stu is always just right there, you know, right there with me most of the time. So it's really, really, I'm excited about this episode. So I got my seeing differently glasses on today, gang. Here we are. Are you seeing differently? Right. Well, yeah, because I'm having to move my head around a little bit here. (laughs) I got to tell you, when you told me about the Rev's sermon that he was about this topic. Yeah. Remember what I said? Of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, yeah. that was what it was. The energy's out there. We're all feeling it. You know what? We, we use if you look for it, all there the time. it is. Of course. Well, that's of what this course. podcast is all about. It's yeah. The energy is up in the field of the human race, and something wants to be born. And we're not the only ones having this awakening. There are rogues looking for each other everywhere. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's the exciting part. We just, we just want to get together with some of you out there. So hopefully you're going to come with us on this journey. It's going to be fantastic. We're looking forward to it. So we're going to talk about mavericks, mystics, and misfits. And those are archetypes, obviously, right? But the core of what we're going to kind of flesh out in this episode is we're all, all three of those, and whatever label you want to give them. And that may be a little bit of unthinkable thinking for some of you out there. And that's okay. That's good. That's where we want to go because we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit, unpack those archetypes, what the characteristics of them are, what the qualities of them are. Believe me, you're looking at three guys right here that, that are going to fit a lot of that. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of you are too. 
And so it's going to make a difference. And, and that's what we want to kind of help you with today. So we're going to start out as we usually do in our episodes, guys, with just when you think of the word maverick, what do you normally think of? What's the first thing that kind of comes to all of our mind? Top Gun. Top Gun. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Top Gun. <laughs> right? So, and Stu's the big movie guy anyway. Oh, yeah. but well, that, uh, I'm going to go with Harrison Ford <laughs> and Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, there you go. I just watched that latest movie <laughs> not too long ago here. But, you know, we think Maverick, right? Call sign Maverick, right? And, of course, the old movie with young Tom Cruise. And then the second movie, which I highly recommend if you saw the first one and you haven't seen the second one. But... It, it, it'll be, let's, let's just take some time up front here to, to, to look at how we can see those qualities, a maverick and, and, and a mystic and a misfit in the character that Tom Cruise portrays in the movie to sort of set us up for how might that look then when we work into our own lives mm-hmm. and we kind of pull those kinds of things out. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're all exotic cocktails. We've all got, we talk about it all the time, the Rob Bell thing, right? The exotic cocktail. Well, you know, um, the doorway, we come into these three, these three archetypes that are dancing inside of us. Each one of us has a different doorway. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not maverick. I had right. to learn to cultivate that courage, that strength, that tenacity, and that boldness because I was the misfit and the mystic first. Those were well cultivated in my mind, my heart, my spirit, and my ministry. And I had to learn to be more maverick-like, but it's the same goal. Right. It's the right. same goal to see beyond the veil of what is to what can be. Well, yeah, and it, exactly. And what we want to do is we want to say it's there. We're making that statement right up front that those qualities that we're going to talk about in each one of those archetypes, you have them. Mm-hmm. We all have them. And now it's just a matter of... How do you take them and let them unfold, like Rev said, a little bit more? Yeah. Right? How do you nurture them? Yeah. Well, I think one nurtures the other two. Ah, yeah, they have mm-hmm. to be dancing together and out of balance. A maverick out of control without a mystical mindset is a troublemaker, is a rabble rouser. <laughs> you know, there can be good trouble, but there can also be bad trouble. <laughs> yeah. And without a mystical mindset or a compassion that the misfit might have, you can get out of control pretty quick. Well, I think that brings up a really, really good concept that we're that we're probably going to see throughout our podcasts and that's the idea that there's a oneness there's a wholeness Mm -hmm. there's a support that all things give to the other that the minute you get so ingrained in one way or one thing then you lose a sense of poise you lose a sense of balance you lose a sense of perspective no matter what we're talking about whether it's mavericks mystics and misfits or any any other topic right so you know kind of keep that as an overarching but let's let's take a look at you know pete mitchell (laughs) and we think about him as the maverick right what 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 Mm -hmm. qualities do we see in maverick that make him a maverick oh he's not playing by the rules (laughs) there is no way all right. So, and he is not afraid to cross any lines and do things in an unorthodox way, but he gets results. Ah, well, oh, hello. But, <laughs> but to balance with what, what the Rev was saying, that if Pete Mitchell was strictly a maverick, mm-hmm. then it'd be really easy for him to be off the rails completely. And yet, as we look at his character a little bit more and a little bit deeper, we're going to see his mysticism. 
You know, when you step yeah. over a line just for the sake of stepping over a line and there's no divine purpose behind it, that's a dangerous right. place. And you ca you cause trouble, but nothing really changes. What's the view? Why? Do, what is the purpose for stepping over the line? What is the purpose for pushing the envelope? That's We've talked about that with this, this uh, podcast. Yes. If we don't yes. have a higher purpose than just rattling some cages, we're going to die on the vine pretty quickly. Right. And, and that's a good point. And mm -hmm. he did have a reason to be a maverick right. and why he chose that call sign. Mm -hmm. It all comes from his legendary father who right. was a naval aviator and Correct. he, and he passed away in the Vietnam war. Right. So mm -hmm. he, he had to do it as good or better than his father. That's mm -hmm. his whole goal. And mm -hmm. in order to do that, he embraced being the maverick. That's why he named himself that yeah. way. Ex well, right? exactly. He, he was comfortable first of all, yeah. With the moniker, with with the label, if you want to give it that. But more more than that, he was just comfortable with who he was sure. and those tendencies and qualities. Now, again, you can get all hubris about it and you can get all pompous about it. And you can say, well, that's just the way I am. And, you know, I, I love going off the rails and I love creating just all kinds of chaos and everything behind me. No, that speaks to what the Rev was talking about. You can't. You, you, you can't go there. You can't throw that card. Uh, I know mavericks that have been bulldozers and run over a lot of people. Right. And I know mavericks that are in touch with a higher purpose that elicit change. It's way more effective to have that heart connected to the reason you're just pushing the envelope. Exactly. Bulldozers don't get things done. <laughs> they do in partnership with a heart. There, there you go. I, I love that analogy. That's beautiful. So we have Maverick the Maverick. Right. And, and again, you watch the movies, you can pinpoint, you know, you know, buzz in the tower and all this mm -hmm. other kind of stuff. I love the part where they flew upside down right at the beginning of the movie and they took the picture. <laughs> to communicate and keep foreign relations, of course. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why he did it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That was so great. Uh, but but you know what, what that brought was that ability to be able to be an incredible aviator, naval aviator, mm -hmm. because he was willing to not think the, the, the norm. He was willing to think the unthinkable. That he could do it. For sure. And it gives him a kind of confidence that I'm going to label reckless confidence, mm -hmm. right? That's what, that's what this part of him does. Right. I know we're going to get into the, is, the is mystic and the mystic. Is it reckless? Or is it well, connected to something that I know is more powerful sure. than recklessness? You know, there's a faith behind that. There is a determination and a power that's far greater than me just making chaos. True. Yeah, that's that that's true i think yep i think again if he didn't have these other couple of qualities that we're going to talk about then things would have unfolded in a different way you know as we as we looked into it so you can be a jerk just for the sake of being a jerk and uh, not, not much changes <laughs> right right well i feel like he felt i think mavericks feel like nothing bad or negative can ever happen to them like that's not going to happen to me they're just plowing yeah. forward yeah they're indestructible with, right 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 until something happens like, <laughs> uh -oh. spoiler alert, goodbye goose, right? Yeah. In the movie. Right. And all of a sudden it's not, you know, he turns into something different at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. He hadn't had, a, he, he hadn't necessarily to that point cultivated much of his mystic. Maybe he, it's, it had always been there. But now he's began to start to feel and think in a different way, his deep feeling for Goose, right? And how life just didn't make sense anymore when, when the loss of his, his good friend. 
Life is going to humble you. If you're, <laughs> if you're the bulldozer, you're the jerk, you're going to be humbled as life is a means of driving you to those other parts of yourself. Yeah. No. And I, I tell you, on the mystic end of it, it's going to be humbled. You're going to lose something. You're going to realize you're standing out there alone and you're going to be brought to your knees where you have to rely on something greater than your own desire to fight own desire to push the envelope. You've got to have something greater. And when you're brought to your knees, you have to find that. Mm -hmm. You have to find that spiritual aspect and not just the human personality that wants to make change. <laughs> well, I think he always had this. He had, he had a type of intuition mm -hmm. that would get him in trouble, right? Right. But mm -hmm. it typically made him brilliant in what he was doing and very courageous. True. Like as a pilot. Right, right, right. Well, right? He wouldn't have flown like he did without. Yeah. Without no, nothing that. ever changes on the planet unless you've got that courage. you yeah. got to grow a pair. you got to be strong. And that's where the maverick is absolutely necessary. you right. got to be willing to put your guts on the line, put your guts out on the table and say, let's go for it, whether you're behind me or not. That achieves things. That accomplishes things. That creates things. Mm -hmm. That makes the world a much broader place. Well, and it doesn't have to come with hubris and, and arrogance and cockiness and all of those. I don't want to be a maverick. Look at those kind of people, you know, they're, they're, they're a pain to be around, you know, all that kind of thing. I mean, again, there's all degrees of. And so what we're trying to talk about here is that you saw you have your little Venn diagram and it doesn't have to be equal. But there will be overlaps to help balance out so that you don't get, you know, too out there as a mystic, you know, and there's just no, you know, touch with reality or you just love being a misfit. And so you just do everything you can to, to not fit in on purpose. You know, so again, there's, <laughs> there's ways that sort of we can, we can take all of these character qualities, if you will, to extremes. So we've had him as obviously he's a, he's, he's a maverick. He, he has mystical capabilities and characteristics that probably were there like Stu was saying and at the same time got heightened. Yeah, I think you know what came to my mind when you talked about that have to go into the ditch, Rev, is 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 more like a, a death and a resurrection. That you almost sort of have to die to a lot to yourself, to some of your old self, until you can be resurrected to something newer and greater. And that's different thinking. That's unleashing the unthinkable. That's kind of what we all are, are all about. You know? That takes so, being completely vulnerable. Mm -hmm. and, and what does vulnerability require of us? Great courage. Yes. That maverick has got to be strong and forceful and, and go after the change. And that means being willing to throw my, my body, my soul, my life on the sword for the greater purpose. And without that, nothing changes. Yeah, that's, that's just a great point. And, 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 you know, the one thing that he had was goose. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it, it's way harder, way harder. <laughs> Is that even good grammar? It's way harder to be a maverick and a mystic without some folks, your, your tribe, your, your people that, that can love you right where you are, right where you're at, encourage you, jerk your chain a little bit, maybe when, when, when they love you enough to, to think that they need to, and, and to me, it's so important, it's been so important in my life to have those people in my life that are there to go, 
keep going, man. Keep get. It's okay. It's good. It's good. You got. I got your back. The like cheerleaders. The yeah. cheerleaders that ground you, but then also kick your butt at the same right. time and lift <laughs> you up to know that what you're doing is eliciting good change. Right. Your wingman, as if we're going to use an example, or wingwoman doesn't matter. I mean, or wing tender. community. Yeah. Like, there's, there's not just one. <laughs> you got an army community. around me. I like that. A squadron. Yeah. Let's just call it the wing squadron. Well, right. think about it. Like a misfit typically is 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 lonely. Like they're on their own. They don't really have best friends. Right. Right. But uh-huh. in, in this case, he did. He did. He had somebody. Exactly. Yeah. That was there with him. That was a, a misfit with him in that in that regard. Right. Our community you is know? a community of misfits. We find our people, which is what we're doing on this podcast. We're finding our people who feel like a misfit. Hey, guys, we're not alone. I've got a squadron around me of people who feel the same way I do and are ready for something different. Right. Right. Well, and it's beautiful the way that they took him as a maverick, as a mystic, and as a misfit. And he lived his whole life for sure as a misfit. Because if you look at the second movie, you know, we're a, a lot of years down the road and he's still a misfit, right? And yet the fact that he brings all three of these to bear for the greater good, right, with a team is beautiful. The way the whole thing plays out, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's really great. I, I think they did a really, really good job in, in that movie. So it's making peace with being a misfit. I don't fit in and I'm really okay with that. Not only okay with it, I'm going to play to that strength that I don't fit. I don't look, I don't think, I don't act like everybody else. And I'm necessary. I'm needed. Yeah. Well, yeah. With the Steve Jobs thing on the misfits, right? If you read that, if you read that thing, they're the change agents. They're the people that make stuff happen. So we'll start to get in maybe a little bit more. We'll move a little bit off. Any other comments before we, we get off Pete Mitchell? Any other thing you had, maybe some thoughts about? You know, I could go on and on and on about the movies. <laughs> go I, for I, it, brother. I live in movies. That's yeah. okay. We, yeah. We'll have plenty of opportunities to talk about, about <laughs> movies. It, I just, there's so much information out there for us. Right. And wherever wherever you see it or find it, like embrace that. Like for me, it's, it's movies for sure. Right. You know, it's in coaching, being a coach. It's in some of the books I read, but I see it. It's in music I hear. Like that's where mm-hmm. I pick all these things up. And and early on in life, and I encourage everybody to look for this because early on in life, I, I didn't realize these were good pieces of information and messaging coming to me. And when I finally embrace it, I'm like, wow, you know, and, and I'll watch, that's why I'll watch a movie and over and over and over again. I want to get that same message, that same feeling. I want to, you know, I want to uh-huh. feel that maverick that mystic in me <laughs> that misfit in me when i'm watching top gun you know i just yeah. want to feel it like okay i'm there i'm in it well and that takes right? the eyes and the ears and the heart to say god's message sure. this is god calling for expression through us through whatever portal it is you've got to cultivate the eyes and the ears and the heart to see i'm open that in the movies yeah. i'm going to have a religious experience i'm going to have an experience of who i'm being called to be when i'm listening to a song that comes on the radio and suddenly ah oh, man the heavens open wide mm-hmm. i'm about to become more of me in this moment Right. I won't be defined by what's happening in the world, but the song became the holy, the holy beautiful <laughs> container of my becoming and my evolution. Oh, there's so many things out there. So many ways that can happen. It can happen in a sunset. It can happen mm. all sorts of different ways. So get your antennas up, right? We're going to, we're going to encourage you that in, in, in the next half of what we're going to do here. So we'll be right back and call sign Maverick signing off. Like what you hear so far? 
Join us in the Rogue Nation by going to our website, www.gorogue.life, where you will find links to our social media and podcast channels, posts on the Seeing Differently blog, and a way to subscribe to all our happenings. We encourage you to become a member of our cafe, where you can interact with us and fellow Roguers and keep the conversation going. Please share us and like us. Now, let's get back to going rogue. All right, gang, so we're back. And now I think it's time to, to take some time and say the therefore. Well, you're, okay, that was great about good old Pete Mitchell. And we love the movies, but what about me? What about me? I get up in the morning. I got to go to work. I'm a certain way with my friends, with my coworkers. This is what I've established. And sometimes it feels good. And sometimes I wish I was a little different. I wish, you know, that I was. And, and that's okay. It's not, it's not that you're unhappy with yourself. It's just I think if you have that urge and you have that niggle that sort of says, but, you know, I can, I can, I can probably just do it a little bit better. I think I can do life a little bit better. I can have better relationships. I can, you know, I can, I can be in tune more with what's going on that I don't even realize. And that's what this podcast first and foremost is all about is to bringing you to that inside edge. So you begin to be exposed to some things maybe that you've never heard before or never even thought about before. So let's just dive in a little bit guys and talk about from our own experience. Let's talk about Mavericks, you know, what makes a maverick a maverick? <laughs> How do we do even define that, if we will? What do you think about that? I mean, to me, it's it's someone who doesn't necessarily play by the rules and not for sake of just breaking the rules. Correct. But that's just how life works for them. And they, they're not as scared to cross the line of conformity. And like I said earlier, they're unorthodox tactics. They, it gets them results. Like it's just the way it works for them. Right. As you were, as you were talking, Mac, you were talking about the pressure of our culture. Our culture says fit in at all costs, <laughs> walk yeah. the line, be, be the, what we accept as a society that you're supposed to be. And I, I really have trouble separating Mavericks, mystics and misfits because they all have a view of what's outside the box. Mm -hmm. They are being called. And yes, th this, right. the uh, Maverick is going to be the one with the protest sign on the street saying, change, change, change. And that's a physical body. You're putting your body behind a vision. You see something that's possible. You put your body and your mental body behind it. So you begin to you put thoughts into the arena that are different than, and that takes guts. That takes a yes, lot of guts. It but guts, it's the same courage. view that the misfit and the mystic has. Something can be better. So that niggling voice that you talked about going on inside, we yep. all have that at some point. Some of us are not as courageous as others to go, I'm going to put my life on the line to put this thought and to put my body behind this vision. That's what a maverick does. Well, what comes up in that is ask the proverbial why. You know, why should I? Why, would, why does it matter? And so you start small and just start with you. And it will matter in your life. Relationships will change. Peace will come in ways that you've never thought about it. And yet, we always want to talk about the greater good. I know Rev's used that word before. The greater good that says, how will you developing your maverick abilities in your own way, in your own personality, maybe not a Pete Mitchell or a me or a Rev or a Stu, 
That's okay. But it's that outside the box thinking where you're willing to think differently, go to this inside edge a little bit and you can get exposed, chase your, what I heard Tama says is your wild want. You go for some of these things and things will change not only in your own life, but in your family, in your workplace, in the culture, in the society. And we all have that, you know, commitment to one another that we're all part of the whole. And so developing this characteristic, this quality to a greater degree than you have it now, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about just moving mm -hmm. the needle. Okay. And it starts with moving it for yourself. You exactly. know, it's easy to go, oh, the Mavericks or the, the Martin Luther Kings, the Nelson Mandela's that changed the face of the planet. Really, the maverick in me just wants to change the face of my experience on Earth. <laughs> I want life to be better, and that voice is saying life can be better. Yes. And and so, yeah, don't. It doesn't have to be this giant, heroic thing. It can be simply, I have the conversation with my dad that I've been avoiding for thirty years. Hmm. I have the conversation with my minister that I've been avoiding for ten years. Or I have a conversation with myself in the still small moment of my meditation to confront that part of myself that's been playing small. Hmm. That's just as important as the big things. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So, you know, we you have it. Let's go back. You have it. It's there. You're a maverick. You are, and it will be really, really beautiful. To what extent that you can start to bring it out within you. Now, you may already be, that may be your go-to mm -hmm. <laughs> as a maverick. Okay, so we'll shift over a little bit here. You may be going Mach 6 with your hair on fire all the time, Mr. Maverick <laughs> or Ms. Maverick, okay? But where's a balance there? Where's a perspective now that you can bring into that? Let's talk a little bit about being a mystic, your mystical side of your personality of your essence really more than anything else so what when when you hear the phrase be a mystic what comes to your mind what do you think about well what comes to mind is i will not be defined and jesus is my go-to he's my great guy he was a mystic and a maverick all at the same time <laughs> he to be able to see beyond the veil of the experience to see beyond the veil of the circumstances and go it can be better than this. It can be different than this. So let me have the courage to stand in the fire and turn over carts in the in the temple. But also let me let it let it call out the the view of an individual that's been called a leper or a prostitute or a or a fisherman or a tax collector as bad as wrong and evil. The mystic says, no, there's some good in there that's been forgotten. There's some good underneath the surface of this behavior. And this experience and this relationship never let me never lose sight of why the maverick is pushing the envelope because there's a greater good underneath under mm. understanding that which is standing underneath the human experience is something holy something sacred and beautiful that maybe we've forgotten mm. a lot of what you read is just we're just asleep to it you know it's it's there we're just we're, we're, we're comatose I'm comatose too. Let's to just it. put it, make it personal. Yeah. I forget. Somebody says something and my button gets pushed and yeah, I'm a maverick, but the <laughs> mystic has forgotten that this is a child of God in front of me. True. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if we had to define a mystic, what, what makes a mystic, well, how can you clarify or quantify, if you can, mystics? And most of the time, if you try to read a definition on that, you're going to see mystics are people that have encountered the divine. 
in whatever way you want to classify that, however you want to define that, but it's that knowingness out there that says, yes, I can touch and feel this, and I have all my, you know, touchable carnal experience out there, which is valuable and, and fantastic, and yet I at times or regularly or ever, maybe just every once in you know, a one-off, I've been able to connect myself with the greater than. You know, I've been able to listen to people, to the sounds of the world, to the rumblings, to whether everything with a third ear that just says, I'm, I'm going to go beyond my, my senses. And now I'm going to be still and listen for the, th th that, that only can come in that way. All right. So I think this is the time in the podcast where I have to translate for everybody okay so let me translate because this is what i'm good at doing i speak rev and i speak mac so let me let me translate what this means there's yeah. two words that we use a lot in life that fit in with being a mystic one is intuition mm -hmm. right you hear a lot of uh women talking about their intuition their female intuition right, right. well guess what guys you have it too exactly. you're just choosing to ignore it mm -hmm. right and there's instincts, right? We hear instincts. We might hear that in sporting events or just in life in general. You just have an instinct, like you're good at business, right? You have, an, mm -hmm. you have in, good instincts, right. right? You're calling the right trades and all, maybe like in a marketplace, something like that. So those two things, but here's the thing. How do you know when you hear these things that this is what it is? This is the mystical side of you. Mm -hmm. And when you do... Do you pay attention to it, <laughs> That's the other or part. do you decide, yeah, you're gonna put, are you gonna stiff arm it, right, yeah. <laughs> like a football player, and say, you know what, I I'm hearing you, intuition, or I got this feeling like I should be going this direction, thinking this thing, or et cetera, but I'm not gonna follow it because, oh man, that's scary. You know, I don't know if I want to do that or that's not me. Like mm -hmm. how many times is, have you said that out there, Rogers? Like that's not me. Yeah. Like, why am I having this thought? You know, guess what? It is you. Something's <laughs> knocking at the door. Yeah. Right? And yeah. don't be afraid to let it come out. Like, have the courage. Right? We all have fear, but what makes somebody courageous? Continuing to walk and move and talk. Mm -hmm. You know what it takes? People often ask me, how do I know if it's the voice of God, right? the voice of my divine self, or the voice of my ego? Mm -hmm. And I say, if your mother called you right now and said, hi, one word you would know it was your mom like that. Or if you put on Frank Sinatra and you played it, you'd know within one phrase, <laughs> oh, that's no, Frank I... Sinatra. Why is that? Yeah. Because it's practiced. It's rehearsed. You've spent time in the silence of what that voice is. Mm -hmm. So you begin to remove all the doubts and the blocks. Oh, I know this is the divine self. Mm -hmm. That's what a mystic cultivates. Yeah. That's what a mystic is in touch with because they've practiced it. Mm -hmm. They've rehearsed it and they've spent time with that voice. Mm. Exactly. Right. Well, and here's the other thing, too. They trust it. So often we're taught that we can't trust those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's so, oh, my gosh. So what happens when you, when, you, when you learn that you can't trust those feelings, those promptings, those, those intuitions, those things, when you're taught that you just really can't trust them, you hunker on down to just the things that are nice and in a nice little box that are nice and cut and dry and nothing ever changes and nothing ever expands and you never get a chance to think outside the box because like like Stu was saying that that this the box edges of those box scares you 
Mm-hmm. But we're taught the box. Yeah. Well, you, exactly. you hit it on the head. This yeah. is the way you're supposed to believe. Don't push my comfort zone. Don't challenge from that intuitive place in you because I'm not comfortable with that. So we shut down the intuition. Oh, and has absolutely. our culture shut down creativity, shut down evolution and expansion because we shut down the, di- I'm going to use the word again, the divine feminine, the intuitive <laughs> part of ourselves, the, the spirit of God speaking within us and as us, we shut it down because it's not comfortable for somebody else. We all have it. We well, all have it. So yeah. let me go back to trust for a second, right? Because yeah. trust is key to this. Yes. So let me ask you guys a question. How do you know when you can trust someone or something? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, the boy, that, that sure answers a lot. By the of way, I have an answer to this, but I want to hear you guys <laughs> first. I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts first. Yeah. Well, I like my history. I like my history. You've got a track record and I can trust you. You know, sometimes it means being willing to get hurt. Mm -hmm. As a a mystic and a misfit and a maverick, I got to be willing to be hurt, but I have a history now. Boy, you know, when uh, Stu shows up in my field and he says something, he's good to his word because the last 10 times he was good to his word. I can trust that. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Matt, too, by the way. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, and and I think... I think this thing about cultivating trust, whether it's in a person, whether it's in an ideology, whether it's in the way things work, I think you have to ultimately get to a point where you can trust not knowing. There's, there, there's a certain amount that you don't have the checklist over, that you just mm-hmm. can't go to the dictionary. You can't go to the internet and go, oh, here's my question. Oh, there it is. Okay, fine. Yep. One and one is two. All right. I, I got it. I, I, I can trust that. The mystic is absolutely okay with not knowing. The, the ambiguity and the paradoxes, and you learn to be able to sit with those and trust that they're part of of the process. Mm-hmm. The mystery is part of the fabric of all life. Be, and, and, you know, we, we read a book a while back, Stu and I did, uh, called The Sin of Certainty. Mm-hmm. And as you learn to start to cultivate, you know, this idea that, you know, clarity over certainty, it's this idea that says, that's good enough. I can trust that. I've got enough, quote, information. I've got enough good feeling. I've got enough reinforcement from whatever it might be. We all have that level out there. But the minute we stop worrying about certainty, I got to, I mean, I just got to be absolutely certain. How's that working for you? I never, it, it stops you. It's a stop sign, right? <laughs> right? So let me let me answer my I'm own. I'm waiting for that answer. I'm ready. Let me answer yeah, my yeah, own question. Too. I got him. He's the way I know up. the way I know I can trust someone is to just trust them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I know if I don't? I mean, it seems so simple. Yeah. But how do, if I never do it? How do I know? Right. So. Yeah. You yeah. just, you know, I'm a positive person. I look for the positives yeah. and everything and every, every one, and I'm just going to trust them. And mm-hmm. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. So I, is that knowing? I just, I know that I know that mm-hmm. I know that I know that I know, period. There are no mm-hmm. words to define this mystical view. I just know, period. Right. End of discussion. I don't need to explain. I don't need to theorize. I don't need you to understand. I just need to know within my own being and my own soul, I can trust this. Got exactly. So you know, we have this mavericky that that moves and around and swirls around with the mystical side of us, which 
automatically sort of categorizes us or puts us in sort of this misfit sort of category that we feel different, that we're outside the box, that we're outside the norm. And, and that can be very difficult. I've been there. We've, you know, and I'm, I'm sure many of you have been there. You just don't know what to do with that. It's a very lonely feeling a lot of time. I'm going to speak for all the nerds of the world who just don't fit in and we're judged by the world. Right. You know, it's, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. You can take some joy in it a little bit that you're kind of not like everybody else. And yet at the same time, these are the kinds of folks, if you're willing to embrace your misfittiness, <laughs> that, that's not even a word, but that's okay. You, got, you know what I mean? It is now. It is now, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Matt just coined it. <laughs> You can lead, as, as Steve Jobs talks about in his little thing on misfits, you misfits lead. They're the vanguard of change. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are willing to say, yep, let's do it. Okay. But it's important to examine the energy. I know misfits that are living as a victim their whole life. Uh, I don't fit in. Uh -huh. I'm being judged. I'm perpetually trying to fit in. You've got to have a misfit in partnership with the maverick within that says, I'm okay with not fitting in. I'm okay with being the nerd. I'm okay with being the oddball and the recluse or whatever idiosyncrasy or weirdness I'm bringing to the planet. It's necessary. Yeah. But you've got to make that inner courageous move to, I won't be a victim trying to fit in. I'm going to be myself. This is me, right. as the song says. Yeah. This is me. I heard that song. <laughs> it's a good one. Well, what a great message, right? I mean, yes. really all this is, putting it simply, it's not as, as big as people make it out to nope. be. You're just thinking differently than people, mm. right? That's not so scary. Thinking and seeing differently. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different thought than another person. Because if you didn't, think how boring of a world this would be. <laughs> what do you right? say? If we're all well, I can say, if we all think alike, then the two of you are unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I better come okay. up with a different thought here quickly. <laughs> I want to be necessary. <laughs> I think about the number of people that are listening and watching that really have the idea, I don't fit into my family. How did I get born into this family? How did, how did I end up with these people? I feel like a misfit. But guess what? Everybody else in your family feels like a misfit too. Yeah. Why don't you be misfits to together and then celebrate the uniqueness of how everybody in the family is showing up, even the ones that we don't quite understand. You know, we wouldn't have dentists in the world if Herbie the Elf never <laughs> embraced him wanting to be a dentist instead of making toys, right? Yes. I like that. It is that that's, we're going to go to the kids' zone. Hermie, Let's go to Hermie. the kids' zone. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things, just, none of us belong. Oh, let's right. quit trying to belong and let's quite let's let let ourselves shine well, we'd be, be on, like herbie we'd be on the island <laughs> of misfit toys i mean it's just all of us together doing our thing right and here's the thing if if we can apply if we can apply these three archetypical character qualities at all within our own lives for the greater good that's amazing. That, that to me is a way to put this all in perspective that I'm not out there helter skelter. I'm not out there just doing whatever, bouncing off the walls. And I'm also not sitting in a you cave know, holding a high watch. I'm getting active. Yeah, I'm participating. Exactly. In life. We're engaged. 
we're we're seeing these in each other. See, there's the other thing. Once you realize that they exist, now you begin to recognize them in others. And you don't mm -hmm. look to point the finger in any way, shape, or form to say, well, how come you're not more this or that or whatever? Now you begin to embrace, oh my gosh, you're the most amazing mystic I've, I've, I think I've ever met. I love that in you. Tell me more. Bring more to bear in it. And again, you're going to get your antennas up in a whole different way when it comes to relationships with other folks. And you're going to find, I guarantee it, you're going to find that you're going to like it. You're going to find your people. I have to say, Matt, yeah. you know, you talked about the beginning of this podcast about that right. excitement we had after church that one day. You are an example of what a true maverick is for me. <laughs> You're willing to have the guts and the courage that maybe I don't have. Yeah. That's why I'm here sitting at this table. Is that, wow, here's somebody who's really going to make a difference on the planet. I want to be in his field. I want to call it out <laughs> instead of trying to keep it small. And I want him to be my teacher to help me get that out of myself to a greater degree. Well, that's beautiful. And I thank you for that. And it's vice versa. Diversity, right? And we're hoping that not only just this collective energy here that the Revit's just talking about, but guess what? Mm -hmm. That'll be bigger than the three of us. Okay. You know, it goes out to you, and you've got stories, and you've got beautiful, beautiful abilities and, and, and abilities to change and create. Those are what we want to bring out. Those are the things that we want to encourage you in. And every experience that you've had, every experience, painful or celebratory, is necessary to that overcoming, to that becoming. And we want to hear those stories. Yeah, we we want them on the table. We want to be vulnerable enough with each other to share them with each other, not just the three of us. I want yeah. you interacting with this because you have something that's unique to the to the planet that needs to be heard. You know, in the in the Gospel of Thomas, it says, "Bring forth that which is within you, and it will give you life. And if you don't bring it forth, it will destroy you." Mm -hmm. So I want the story not just because it's entertaining for us. I want the story because it's it's an expansion of who you are and the gift that you bring to the planet. Uh oh, I'm getting preachy. Uh -oh. Listen to it. This is a rev. Here he is. <laughs> hey, what, at the very beginning, what do we say? We're all exotic cocktails. Yes. Mm -hmm. We exactly. all have something to offer. Every every single one of us has right. something to offer. You may mm. not even. Here, here's the cool thing. You may not even know what it is right now, mm. or yet. Yet. But right. if you, you know, open your ears, put the antennas up, take the blinders off, pay attention, walk around in life awake. Yeah. Or try to be awake at least. Mm -hmm. Bam, it's going to hit it's you. It's going to matter. Yeah. It's going to make a difference. So I love, I love, let's see, I'm, I'm trying to picture exactly what kind of cocktail and what kind of cocktail. <laughs> well, I tell you, the cocktail at the other end of this table is profound. <laughs> the mystic that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. So, so anyway, cultivate it. We hope this was of some value. We love it that you're a mystic a maverick, and a misfit. And so go out there and proclaim it to the world and see what happens. Unleash it. So we enjoyed it. We're glad you listened this week. Thanks a bunch, guys. Thank oh, you. Love okay. this conversation. Isn't it great? Yeah, good stuff. So until next week, right, let's go make it happen, right? Unleash it. I'm ready. All right. Thanks a bunch for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, you made it and can now unbuckle. Thanks for listening to Mavericks, Mystics, and Misfits, where we offered some alternative perspectives on how we all have and can express these diverse characteristics to make better decisions and live life with greater poise. 
Remember to visit the website at www.goroge.life for lots of follow-up information, see the show notes for any links to episode content, and join us in the ongoing Cafe Conversation where every week we post some thought-provoking questions for your own roguish conversations. Oh, and of course, tell everyone you know about us and like, follow, and engage. Be sure to tune in next week when Mac unleashes another unthinkable conversation. That is, if you dare. <laughs>